Thunderstruck. Thunderstruck. Well, it took a minute to get to it, didn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, I figured with the uh, weather is kind of appropriate. Yeah, dude, that came down heavy and fast. It was cold. Yeah, rumbling. It was cold too. Yeah. How are we doing this week, boys? Good. How are you? We be doing. Good. All right. Well, this is episode one thirty-two. One, two, two. Check. Thirty-two. Thirty-two, two. One thirty-two of Speak. I am Brendan, and with me, as always, is my uncle Ted. What up, world? And with us, as always, is my other older uncle Brian. Hello, world. And we are here to chit-chat about some going on in the new nerd news world. Ted, what have you been watching this week? Uh, let's see. Brian, whatever you're doing, you're making a lot of noise. Oh, sorry. We watched, um, we got through, uh, the morning show on, uh, Apple TV. Okay. And we watched that. That was uh pretty good. Enjoyed it. It was uh cool to see Steve Carell in a different kind of role than what we've seen him before. And um it's it's interesting cuz it it's sparked a whole lot of conversation between Brandy and I. So All right. Um definitely worth watching and investing your time in. It's probably one of the better shows that's out there. So that, okay. I, that I've seen recently. It's, uh, what, 10 episodes, and they're about an hour each. So, yeah. um, have any, either, either one of you guys watched it yet? No, it's yeah, on the. Uh, you did, Brian? Apple TVs. Yeah. Yeah, back in the early days of the COVID. Yeah, it was like one of the. It was like the show that they launched Apple TV with, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, it is on our list of things to watch. Yeah, and it had been on our radar for a long time, and we just hadn't had, you know, the time to catch up to it, and we finally did, and, like, once we started, wa- Brandy was all wishy-washy to begin with, and then once, like, literally an episode in, she's like, okay, well, let's keep watching, and, like, I think that first night we watched two 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 episodes, two or three episodes, and then it was like, well, can, yeah, we, move, can we move the Apple TV upstairs and watch in bed? <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, but it, it well, is... Let's see uh, what the... Scene with him and um, oh uh, Martin Short. Uh, one after they're done playing tennis and they're eating dinner. Yeah, that was pretty intense. Yeah, that, that was, was uh, that was creepy, wasn't it? Yeah, that was uh, I mean Martin Short deserves something for taking the short of the stick on that one. Uh, <laughs> Just we'll, we'll talk. Short? About, yeah, we'll talk about it later. I'm pretty sure yeah. he got nominated for that as a guest appearance. But it's cool, Brendan, because it's all about Steve Carell and Jennifer Aniston are hosts of a morning show, and then uh, it comes out that he's accused of sexual misconduct, and then it's like, how far does that go within the show and in the network and stuff like that? And Martin Short plays like a friend of his who's a director who is like really bad <laughs> when it comes yeah, to he's that. Yeah, like, he's like, what's his name bad, right? Uh, Weinstein. 
and you know, and where, where the Steve Carell character is somewhat like, you know, on that it, it, almost on the fence. So I think it sparks the conversation like you had with Brandy. You know, where well, and, it's and, designed to do that. Well, yeah, and and that's the thing. Like he maintains that he's innocent because he says everything he did was consensual because none of the ladies say no, right? Right. And, and, and it's like a total abuse of where he's at and stuff. And anyway, what was what's cool, though, is that you learn all of this through like seven episodes. And then there's like episode eight is a flashback episode to like his 50th birthday party that they have at the studio. And it is just like you're watching it and you're like, holy shit, this is so inappropriate. <laughs> and it's know. like, I mean, and the thing of it is, is like nobody thinks about it because that was like before people started thinking about this stuff. Yeah. I mean, and it was, and it's cool the way I thought it was kind of cool the way they did that. So it was like, you know, we know the world we live in nowadays and even like a year ago, how different that is. So oh yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. And Jennifer Aniston, she holds her own and so does Reese Witherspoon. She's a little over the top for me. Billy Crudup, he's fucking hilarious in this. He plays oh. like this. He plays like a newer, a new guy in the company, and he just really doesn't give a shit. And he's just like, "Yeah, I'll mm-hmm. tell you, I don't give a shit. Burn the whole thing down." So, <laughs> so we watched that. I'm gonna say that's probably the, the one dude that's really good in it is the guy from uh, um, League. The League. Oh, um, Mark Duplass. Uh, what's his name? Mark Duplass. Yeah, he does, I think, a really good job. Oh, yeah. Duplass, isn't it? Yeah, he is. Oh, that's right. He plays Aniston's boyfriend, doesn't he? Or fiance? Uh, mm. producer. 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 Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's all spot on. I mean, even, uh, what's his name? The guy that was uh, the bat on the tick. Uh, and he played the mayor in The Dark Knight. Oh, the... Ah, shit. Anyway, he's in it. He plays the weatherman. He's pretty good in it. So, um, let's see. Uh, I'm almost current on Doom Patrol. Um, I think I'm enjoying the first season more than this one, just because like I, I think I like the f- this one seems to be more of a actual story arc to everything that they're doing, whereas the first one you just weren't too sure where they were going and. <laughs> Like they knew they knew that, and like basically, I miss Alan Tudyk and his character to, yeah. ma- to, to like make fun of themselves. So yeah, um, current on that. And just having him as the narrator was such like a nice. Yeah. See, I always thought I always thought it didn't the Doom Patrol have the talking cockroach character? He was in it. Yeah, he's in it at the last episode. Well, he's in it throughout, but I mean Ezekiel. But... Okay. I just, for some reason, I was thinking that that was going to be him. And he was narrating from a cockroach's point of view the whole time. No, it was Mr. Nobody. And then he ended up being that nobody, Mr. Nobody. So, I think I would have liked him better as a cockroach. Did you watch the same show? I think so. I mean, he was good, but I just, for some reason, I thought that that's who. You understood, though, that he was narrating it as Mr. Nobody. Yes. Mr. Nobody was telling us the story. Yes. Okay. Yes. I just thought it was going to be the cockroach the whole time. and No, the cockroach was played like by that. Booger from Revenge of the Nights. Dude, that last scene where the 
rat roach. We can we can talk about the first season if we want to because I'm finished with it. <laughs> well, we'll get into we'll do that as like a recap. You need to get closer. We'll do that as like a recap. But uh, once you once you finish up season two, or we all do. Okay. Let's just get through season two, and then we'll do a Doom Patrol episode, and we'll. All right. yeah. I'm gonna go back and rewatch one. But that's uh, that I mean that's been about it. I think I watched a movie, but I can't remember what the hell it was here or there. So, what about you, Brian? What have you been watching? Uh, I binged out the Transformers uh, Siege on Netflix. Like as soon like it came out, and I think that night got through almost all of it. Finished up the next day. I mean, it's not incredibly long. They're running, I think it's what you said, three chapters, they're calling them? Yeah. And each chapter's broken down into probably five or six episodes, I want to feel like it was. Um, you know, on that kind of half-hour format, it seemed like. Uh, really good. Um, this, is, this is set in the time and place before... You know, on Cybertron, when Prime and Megatron are really coming to odds, and right before the Autobots escape Cybertron and end up on Earth. You know, so it's in that time period, and I think the way they're going to go with this going forward is it's going to pick up in Chapter 2, really, what's going on in Cybertron after Prime leaves. Uh, okay. I don't know that I don't know how much they're going to follow Prime and crew to Earth, um, but it's how that original band of Autobots end up on Earth get together. Uh, it's all very you know true to that original storyline as far as characters go. Um, Prime's a little less you know leadery and a little more uh, uh, you know uh, young and, or youthful and, and naive and inexperienced. So that's that kind of shows, which is, is cool to see. Um, and there's a couple surprises. We'll see what happens, you know, down the pike with some characters. But well done. Animation's really good. Um, just, just cool. And they're kind of working out the the whole all spark and matrix of leadership. That's okay. getting resolved as to why there are two things. Because, like, you know, the Matrix of Leadership was always the thing in the anim animated stuff. And then the All Spark became the thing in the movies. So they're, they're explaining all that to us now. Interesting. Without giving too much away. So I like that a lot. Uh, I've been watching also Umbrella Academy. Almost through that. It's like too easy to just keep watching it's so freaking good um you know netflix has that thing dialed in where they don't let you get away from the at the end of an episode very easily it it you know you get four seconds and boom they're into the next one and you're already like you know they even realize it it's flipped a switch so you're you know you just keep watching yeah so i should i i think i'm on the last episode how many episodes of this do we get I think there's ten. Yeah, so maybe I got one or two left. But man, the the music soundtrack on this is is I remember it being what I feel like is way better than the first season. So I'm gonna go back and well, spot, in the 60s watch the first one, season right? again. 
Huh? So they're in the 60s, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a bit of time travel going on. But, I mean, Luther is he's awesome in this one. Um, he's a lot of in this last season. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, he's just it's getting towards the end here. It, it's getting even better. So, highly recommend that anybody. Uh, the first season, I think, on Broke Cow with me was... Uh, was something kind of a little different for everybody, but um, if you got established in that, you're really going to like the second season. So, thumbs up. Big thumbs up for this one. Cool. Brendan? Uh, I am also uh, watching Umbrella Academy. I think I'm on... I'm getting ready to start episode five, so I've got like six episodes left. Um... We watched the Hillary documentary on Hulu. Um, it was pretty good. Oh, yeah, I watched the, the internet. We watched the Beastie Boys. Oh, nice. Yeah. I hadn't seen that yet. Yeah, that's good. Have you seen that yet, Ted? Yeah, I watched it like a couple weeks ago. We talked yeah. about it last week. Uh, that was good. Uh, then I also saw... Uh, Joshi, which was, it was like an independent film that came out a couple of years ago, but it had like a banger of a cast. Uh, it was Thomas Middleditch, Adam Pally, uh, Jesus, sorry, bleeding. Um, Jenny Slate was in it. Allison Breeze in it, Nick Kroll, Jake Johnson, like that whole like group of people. Um, and it was it was weird but good. It was one of those like, uh, you know, big chill kind of movies where it's like all the old friends like get back together because of some traumatic event and then they have to deal with it over that weekend or whatever. Uh, right. I don't want to say what it was because it'll give it away like right off the jump. So, um, but it was interesting to watch. And um, oh, we're about halfway through the last season of Clone Wars, which is like getting really good because we're finally over those like first filler episodes with like the Bad Batch and the sisters. Yeah. Yeah, so we're on to the Darth Maul section of it where she gets her troopers too. Uh, yeah, that's a cool scene. It was really dope. And I think that's it. Did I, well, did I, did we talk about Palm Springs? Mm, I don't Just that so you watched so. it. I did. Okay. Yeah, that was really awesome. Highly suggest everybody watch that. Uh, cool. Well, and we only got, uh, well, obviously there's no box office to review, so I'm still the standing champion. Um, nobody's that, better than me, and I'm better than everybody. That is an amazing streak you got going on, my friend. Five months, bud. I, I almost think that you created this virus. Just, just, just because to... I hate it, it's a movie like... Ugh. Uh, but we did get one trailer this week. 
Death in the Family is coming to the animated form. And it will be an actual interactive uh, movie that you'll watch. A little bummed, though, because most of the trailer is rehashed and straight up just under the Red Hood footage. Yeah. Like, so what happens if we vote, well, in, or if you choose to not kill Jason Todd, does it just end because then you don't get the Red Hood? I'm not sure what the end goal is, which is where there was like a, a there's a few new animation scenes, but it was just like, yeah, like a lot of it was the beginning, middle, and the beginning and the middle of Under the Red Hood. Well, it's done by the DC Shorts. I don't know if you saw that, so I'm curious as to if they just uh, are using footage from uh, other shows or other uh, movies. Well, they're definitely using it from Under the Red Hood. The like the coffee shop scene and the scene where he's talking to young Jason Todd. We're all new. The Red Robin stuff was new. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it'll be interesting. I'll watch it for sure. What did you think about it, Brian? Mm, it looked good. What, uh, like this version of the Batman. Just uh, the look of him. Oh, okay. Is that Hamill doing the Joker's voice again? No, it's someone else. Um, I'm trying to remember who it was though. He's some like, because his voice gets is like really deep. Uh, let me check that out. Brian, do you want to tell the audience a little bit about Death in the Family and how that worked back in the day? Oh, so yes, and, and probably why we get the uh, the 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 choices are making this interactive. Besides the fact that that's kind of a, a new thing here, all uh, um, you know, some of the other shows have come out that have been giving us choices, but like, uh, you know, what's the the big one? Uh, shit. Oh, well, the Black Mirror. Black like Mirror. Black Mirror. Oh, yeah. Boulder Dash. Or not Boulder Dash. Black had another name. Yeah. And then yeah, uh, Kimmy, anyway. Kimmy Schmidt did the same thing. Yeah, so it's you know it's becoming a thing because we have that kind of technology to play with now. So, uh, but back in the day, in the comic, it was a, what a four-part comic, and during one of those parts, they published a one nine hundred number. Which back then, you know, if you dialed a one nine hundred number, you were instantly being billed to your phone. Uh, so you're actually paying to vote for this thing. Um, to whether your or landline. Not, uh, what's that? To your landline. Yeah, to your landline whether or not uh, Jason Todd would live. So it was left up to the fans to decide if we were going to kill Robin off or not. And it was uh, pretty much a landslide to ax this guy, um, which was interesting. Read a little tidbit about one guy programmed his computer to dial the number every 90 minutes. So he really wanted him dead. Um, and then uh, then they, you know, then the, the next episode of that comic came out as such, so... That's kind of cool, but though I Me? mean, that was like the first 
real fan interaction they did with the comics, right? Like, you know. Yeah, I can't think of one before then. And I don't know if they had too many after that because it wasn't, it was not considered to be a success. No. At one, I I heard some point online that like the total number of votes was staggering low, like, like, you know, 500 ish or something. It was in the category. If I remember right, it was, it's much lower than what you would think. So why are they always trying to kill Robin? <laughs> What's the deal there? Cause it's not Dick Grayson. Yeah, I mean, is it really that's it? It's because nobody likes that guy. Well, yeah, I think at some point in time, you know, they just can't be that good all the time, and Joker can't be that unsuccessful, or you know, these villains can't. You know, it's bad enough we can't keep these guys in jail, <laughs> right. but they seem to be out all the time, murdering everyone else, and and you know, the good guys always get away. So you got to give them something. And, you know, they used to do that a lot. You know, you'd see just to sell comics was that, you know, I mean, shit, we killed Superman off for it, you know? Yeah. But wasn't this before the Superman? Yeah, this was. Was, I believe this was before. Okay. But, you know, death was a way to, you know, boost sales. You know, people had fallen off, you know, as a, you know, loyal listeners or whatever were brought back. Hey, I got brought back to Superman because of that. Um and stayed with it for quite a while. Through that 10, whole story 000, arc and beyond. Ten thousand six hundred and fourteen people called in. Yeah. So I I'd say that's pretty low. Uh and then Joe DiMaggio or uh, John DiMaggio uh was the voice of Joker. He does Jake the Dog and Doesn't he do Bender? Bender. Yeah, geez. Bender from okay. Futurama. Wow. Uh and it was only 5,271 uh, voted to keep him alive, and 5,343 voted to kill him. So it wasn't a landslide. No, it okay. wasn't. Uh, cool. Alrighty. Well, then we'll move on to some news here. Ted, you want to get us started on the nerd news? Let's see. Is there anything good? We're going to talk about the Emmys because the Emmy nominations came out. Um... Let's see. Uh, you Shang- got some X Men news for us? Oh yeah. Uh, sorry, that's right. Uh, shit, I'll find it. So uh, the Hollywood Reporter is doing a story, or has released a story, about um, some of the drama behind the uh, Brian Singer's uh, X uh, Men movies, and specifically the second one with a. Uh, stunt that went awry um sorry i thought i had it but i had the other thing pulled up um let me get it here we go so the hollywood uh reporter published uh today 
uh, goes into the horror stories behind the set of, of the first and second film, ranging from Singer's behind-the-scenes behavior leading to a cast mutiny following a stunt going wrong to the mess over how the script for the first film came together and the drama that ensued there. According to the report, Tom DeSanto called for a stunt scene on X2 to be shut down when DeSanto, fearful someone could be injured, as Singer was apparently incapacitated. Singer continued shooting and moved up an action scene without a stunt coordinator present, resulting in a, quote, botched stunt that left Jackman bleeding on camera, unquote. The next day, when the studio uh, appeared to side with Singer, Singer told DeSanto to return to L.A. Much of the cast, in full costume, converged on Singer's trailer and confronted him, threatening to quit if DeSanto left. A meeting in which the famous, you can kiss my black ass line, came from Halle Berry, was apparently uttered. Um, and then, from my understanding, it was everybody in costume except for um, Ian McKellen and um, uh, what's her name that played uh, Jean Grey? Sam Key? Yeah. Uh, then there's the writer's room issues. Ed Solomon, Christopher McQuarrie, and Josh Whedon were brought in to work on the script at points with all but two lines of Whedon's work tossed. Voice actor David Hayter was brought in to secretly write new scenes for the script, and ultimately there was accreditation and other issues which led to Hayter getting the sole screenplay writing credit from a story by Singer and DeSanto, even as McCory and Solomon, quote, gave up at least a million dollars the first year in residuals and credit bonuses. It's unheard of. Uh, the report also sees studio execs and producers admit that they allowed Singer to continue working with the franchise despite numerous incidents of bad or erratic behavior with one saying, quote, his behavior was poor on the movie. We accommodated him on the first movie, and therefore we can accommodate him on the second movie, and on and on. We created a monster. Oh, jeez. So the report that I saw was that basically Singer was messed up on narcotics during the entire shoot for X2. And uh, Really? Yeah. And then like he would just not be around and like the other I think the the other thing I saw was like this was pretty much directed by everybody else except for him. So Yeah. Kind of interesting. Um Yeah. But, I mean, it's kind of weird to think that uh, he is pretty much out of the limelight, right? Oh, yeah, after everything with the sexual allegations. Well, I mean, and everything the way that went down on Bohemian Rhapsody. On what? Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. So, um... But yeah, the thing that I kind of find staggering is that that's 20 years old now. <laughs> that yeah, is sure. crushing, crushingly true. Ugh. 20 years ago. Yeah. So has Brian Singer been known to have these issues before, or... Is this new news? Well, it, it seems like more and more uh, news or stories are coming out about this guy. So, hmm. I mean, this is this is the first. I've heard of the You Can Kiss My Black Ass line from Halle Berry before. But this is the first that I've heard where, you know, they called for a stunt without stunt people around and Jackman ended up getting hurt. So, 
but yeah, I mean, it's just amazing that they were even to get this shit on, you know, out into theaters. Yeah. I mean, because you got to remember, X-Men was before Spider-Man. And it was the first major Marvel adaptation that hit audiences. Um, so... And, you know, and there's the whole question as to if Singer got the job because of his, because he's gay and, you know, there's always the uh, X-Men, you know, back in the day were the, oh shit, the minority, minorities and, yeah. you know, they'd always talked about how that's, you know, they treated, treat them, so. But anyway, so yeah, kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, let me see if there was anything else. Yeah, um, but yeah, there's a whole story here, so. But yeah, then we got the, uh, Emmy nominations come out this week as well. And, um. Is he outside? I think he's outside on his phone. No. You're, right do- you're doing something. You're getting- we can put something we can hear all the rain. We can hear the rain. Oh, there's no rain. Sorry, that was a fan. Uh, oh, so you're in there peeing. No. 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 no that was just, I, was, I meant to put something to the garage. Sorry. Oh, you're Before uh, we get into the uh, Emmy nomination. Oh, yeah, by all means, go ahead. The, the Rock is buying the XFL, or has bought the XFL. Uh... Did you watch this the first time it was on? The XFL? I remember it. Uh, I think I may have watched, like, the first game and was like, this is a shit show and turned it off. And then the second, what this year, because, I mean, it started this year and basically COVID shut it down, like, for good. I mean, I watched some of it, but, I mean, the talent wasn't really there. I mean, it... If there wasn't anything else, because I'm pretty sure baseball was going on at the time. Uh, so, yeah, I wasn't really paying attention to it. But the second time around, they were trying to take themselves more seriously than they did the first time. Right. Because the first time, it was literally, let's make football into wrestling. And they were just all out, balls out, you know, camera up in your face. They were interviewing guys on the sideline in between plays and... You know, storylines and characters. Yeah, definitely had the circus atmosphere to it. Uh, but the second go around, they were trying to be a bit more serious and were like looking to be a legitimate uh, fill in for people who were missing football when the NFL was done. So, right. Let's see. Super Bowl was in February. Um, I think this started. Like maybe at the end of February, early March, and they got like four, maybe five weeks in, and then everything got shut down because of COVID, and they basically were operating on such a shoestring budget that they had collapsed on themselves. And like Oliver Luck, Andrew Luck's dad was the commissioner for it, and he's got like three or four lawsuits pending because he never got paid, and... There's, you know, 
they pretty much, I'm pretty sure they had declared bankruptcy. So the rock and his group got it for $15 million, which if you're buying an entire league, that's hella cheap. That is insanely cheap. I don't think you could buy a minor league baseball team, like a triple a team for $15 million. You could, I was going to say like, you are sure as shit, not even getting like a team in the NFL. Oh God, no! You're not even sniffing. Oh no, that's That's creeping billions. Yeah. (laughs) So, speaking of billions, did you guys see that uh, 7-Eleven is buying Speedway for twenty-one? No way, really. Twenty-one billion dollars. Jesus. Yeah. So it seemed like 7-Eleven would have been the one on the way out. You were both talking at the same time. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. So all of our Speedways are going to turn into 7-Elevens. I don't know if they're going to turn into Seven Elevens or what, but I just saw the the headline. I'm I'm with you, Brian. I thought for sure Seven Eleven. I mean, they they obviously got to be more popular other places in the country than they are around here. They're well, I think overseas. I think they're bigger overseas too. I know they're definitely huge in like Japan. I think. I don't know. I'm guessing. I heard it once. Everything's everything's huge in Japan. It's all that Simpsons money. I just can't. Remind me to tell you an inappropriate joke later. Okay. okay. <laughs> this um, is explicit. So anyway, so yeah, The Rock and a group of other they you know scrounged up uh, fifteen million dollars and they're going to try to save it apparently. So dude, I bet The Rock just like shits fifteen million dollars a day. I'm pretty sure he's getting more than that per movie nowadays. For sure he is. So. Uh, but it's interesting because it's like his, uh, let's see. Oh, he'll probably do screen. an ad for XFL and pay himself back more than he paid for it. The, sc- <laughs> the screen's coming to life because that was part of his character's development in Ballers on HBO. Yeah. It was that he was a former player and he ends up buying a team, so kind of interesting uh but we'll see what they do with it it'll be uh yeah hopefully they have some fun we watched that uh, show he does the titan games and they've got a really good they got a really good handle on that so i imagine (laughs) he gets the right people involved which he will he could yeah he could make it happen they could turn they could turn around and save it i mean hell his name alone is probably worth 15 million dollars easily oh at least But, uh, yeah. Uh, cool. Well, yeah, so then, like Ted said, the Emmy nominations came out. Yeah, they did, uh, last week. <laughs> and, uh, sorry, uh, HBO's celebrated Watchmen miniseries scored the most nominations with 26 overall. And then Amazon's The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel with 20. Ozark's Succession with, uh, Succession with 18. Uh, the Mandalorian, SNL, and Schitt's Creek, all with 15. I was kind of surprised the Mandalorian got as much love as it did. Um, others scoring five or more nominations, The Crown, Hollywood, Westworld, Miss America, Stranger Things, Better Call Saul, Big Little Lies, and Star Trek Picard. Uh, Netflix had the most with 160 overall, HBO second with 107, NBC with 47 and third. So... We'll run down these real quick. Outstanding drama series. You have Better Call Saul, The Crown, 
The Handmaid's Tale, Killing Eve, uh, The Mandalorian, Ozark, Succession, and Stranger Things. Hmm. And so now, of I, those, how many have you watched? I have seen Stranger Things, Ozark, The Mandalorian, and I've seen parts of Better Call Saul. I gotta go with Ozark. I just fucking love that show. Yes, yeah, I've seen some of Succession, Stranger Things, all of Ozark, Mandalorian, some of Handmaid's Tale, and that's it. And I have, I'm gonna go Ozark out of that, out of what I know. Yeah, I still haven't seen Killing Eve, although we wanted to. The Crown, Aaron watches. Neither one of us watched Better Call Saul or A Handmaid's Tale. Mandalorian was great, but I don't think it'll win this. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see it win. I just don't, I wouldn't bet money on it. Ozark was fantastic this season. Yeah. Uh, Stranger Things was good, but I feel like the fourth one's going to be better. Yeah, they're they're calling. Yeah. There's I read something today that said the fourth season is going to be insane. Shit. So, Vans is doing a line of Simpson shoes. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. So here we'll play. Uh, we'll play a little game here. Ooh, I like games. Yeah. You gonna write Hold them down? Up. Yeah. All right. So for outstanding drama series. Ted, who you got? Uh I wanna say Ozark. That that's my heart pick, is Ozark. Ozark? Yeah. Brian. I'm going to say the same. Uh, Brendan. Yeah. Yeah, I think I have to go with those arc, knowing what I know. Ted, do you want to start with oh the comedy God. series? Uh, yeah, then we've got Outstanding Comedy Series, Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, Dead to Me, The Good Place, Insecure, uh, The Kaminsky Method, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Schitt's Creek, and What We Do in the Shadows. I have seen Curb Your Enthusiasm, Dead to Me, Good Place, Insecure, Kaminsky Method, and Schitt's Creek. And... This is going to be tough because I would. I think. Don't good, say anything about the sixth season. Of uh, what? Shit's Greek. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay. So you haven't seen that. I I'm going to say the Good Place is going to win that. That was just a stellar last season. Yeah. Yeah. And Shit's Creek's so good though. Yeah, I cannot wait. Apparently, that's coming to Netflix in October. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. 
Brian, how do you feel? Where are you at? So you said, man, Ted, sorry, what'd you say? Uh, he said the good place. Good place. Good place. I, this is bad. Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, I've watched a few episodes here or there. Couldn't. Season you know, 10. Solid, it, solid show. Dead to Me, I've never seen. Good Place, I've never seen. Insecure, I've seen a couple episodes. Kaminsky Method, never seen. Marvelous Miss Maisel, watched a few scenes, few episodes, couldn't get into it. Shit's Creek, never seen. What We Do in the Shadows, I've seen almost all of it. Um, I don't know that it's Emmy worthy. Um, but with if I have to go with my gut and how voting and you know how award shows go work, I think it's going to be Marvel's Miss Maisel. You're probably right. That seems to be uh, on the on a tear with the award show. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 very good acting and everything, and 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 you know, as a you know, kind of a period piece. But I just, I was just not enjoying it. Now that I've almost run of everything else to watch, it might be worth coming back to. But at the time, I had other things. Brennan, your pick. I am also well. I like. Because The Good Place, I haven't seen the final season. Curb Your Enthusiasm, I never watched. Dead to Me, I haven't gotten into yet. Dead to Me's good. Dead to Uh, Me's good. I don't know if I would consider it to be a straight-up comedy, though. I just... uh, The Kaminsky Method, I never got into. I mean, hell, we're just now getting into the most recent season of Grace and Frankie. Uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel, we crushed. We loved that show. Uh, Shit's Creek, we just blew through because it was so good. Yeah. Um, and then what we do in the shadows, I've still only seen season one. So I would say it's either going to go to the good place because it was the series finale. We have more than one season of Shadows? They're on their second season. Mm. Uh, I would say it's either Maisel or Good Place. Although I wish it oh, was right. here because that was a really good season. Since I've been watching it on Hulu, and it's probably a season back, right? Yeah. Well, they have the Hulu 2FX, so it should be next day streaming. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I just started it. You know, recently, so. Oh, gotcha. Um, so who did you say, Brian? I'm going with Miss Maisel. Maisel. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go with The Good Place. Okay. All right, Ted, limited series? Uh, outstanding limited series. We have Little Fires Everywhere, Mrs. America, Unbelievable, Unorthodoxed, and Watchmen. Everybody else can eat a dick. Watchmen's going to win this. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've heard of any of them other than that, so I'm going with Watchmen. <laughs> I'm going with Watchmen. 
I'm really torn because Mrs. America was really, really good. But oh, remind me, I might have seen some of that. What was that about? That was about the women's movement in the late seventies trying to get the ER oh, reversed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm going with Washington. Yeah. Yeah, I think I I mean I think I have to. I I just don't see this how this is a nerd based podcast. You have to. Yeah. All right. Outstanding TV movie, Ted. American Son, Bad Education, Dolly Parton's Heartstrings, El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Kimmy versus the Reverend. I'm trying to remember what American Son and Bad Education is. Oh, Bad Education. That's one on on HBO. Yeah. What's American Son? I don't know that one. I'm looking it up real that quick. That and Dolly Parton's I'd never heard of. Dolly Parton's I think was on Netflix. Oh, American Son's one with um Oh, uh Carrie Washington and uh her son goes missing basically. It's based on a play. Uh so. Okay. Uh you know what? Fuck it. I'm going with Dolly Parton's Heartstrings cuz I love me some Dolly. DP Heartstrings. Brian. Trying to find that that category in my list. Um, recap that for me one more time, that list. For the, American the Son, Bad Education, Dolly Parton's Heartstrings, El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, or Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Kimmy versus the Reverend. And that was one of the interactive ones that they did. That was like, yeah, one of the first ones. I'm going to go with the El Camino. Okay. That is a gut I pick. am going to go with Bad Education. Because, yeah, I haven't seen any of these. And that's the one I really want to watch. Yeah. It's on Max. As is everything. From HBO. Uh, um, next, we so have we've got lead actor. Lead lead actor in a drama series. You have Brian Cox, Jeremy Strong, both for Succession. Jason Bateman for Ozark. Uh, Billy Porter for Pose. Sterling K. Brown for This Is Us. And Steve Carell, The Morning Show. Honestly, I think Jason Bateman deserves it. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I'll just pick Jason Bateman. Steve Carell, I'm really surprised that's a lead actor. I would figure he might be a supporting actor, but, uh, yeah. Who would you think was the lead actor? Uh, as far as a male actor, I would put, you know, Mark Duplass as, a, as you know, as a lead role. Like, Steve, there's, like, episodes that Steve Carell's not in. But, I mean, he the, that's yeah. the thing, though. He is everywhere. In that show. Yeah. But uh, I think Billy Crudup is, they got him in as a uh, supporting, but we'll take a look at that. But yeah, I'm going to go with uh, with my boy, Bateman. Okay. Brian? Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with Ted. It's just the consistency on that 
the work the the consistent work that they've done on that show has just been ridiculous. So. I mean, how, I don't I can't remember how how well they've done the past for the past couple seasons. As far as the nomination, uh, they get nominated. That's about it. Yeah, I, I think they're kind of due. Is the the, the feeling I get? Give it to uh, a man. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Billy Porter. Is that an FX show? Yeah. But he won last year, though, right? Did he? I think so. Well, then I'll go Bateman. I think I thought he lost last year. Uh, I think Billy Porter won last year. I can't remember for sure. All right. Talk about some leading ladies. Uh, then the leading actress in a drama series, Jodie Comer for Killing Eve, Jennifer Aniston, The Morning Show, Laura Linney, Ozark, Sandra Oh, Killing Eve, Olivia Coleman, The Crown, and Zendaya for Euphoria. I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna go Laura Linney Ozark because her and Jennifer Aniston are the only two shows that I've seen, so I'll give Linney over to, over Aniston. Brian. Yeah. I mean, Jennifer was pretty good, but I don't know if she's like Emmy good. I've not seen Killing Eve, and that so it takes out a couple of them. Euphoria was just kind of, I didn't see, I saw a little bit of that. So, yeah, I'm going to go Laura Lenny. Yeah, I mean, simply for that scene in the parking lot. At the end? Uh, no, at the, with her brother. Oh, yeah. That was just... That was incredible. Uh, cool. Alrighty. And then we've got lead actor in a comedy series. Anthony Anderson for Blackish, Don Cheadle for Black Monday. Larry David, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Ted Dance in The Good Place. Michael Douglas, The Kaminsky Method. Eugene Levy for Schitt's Creek. And Rami Yusuf for Rami. Huh. My uh, my list from Variety doesn't have uh, uh from Kirby uh, Enthusiasm. I He's been excluded from this list. Eugene Levy should win this for Shit's Creek. He deserves it. I mean that that is my that's my heart pick. Or I would pick Ted Danson for a good place. Um. I'll go Eugene Levy. Brian? Man, I don't even know if... I mean, I know it's supposed to be a comedy. I just don't know that Rami falls in solidly as a comedy. I mean, much the way you said, like, Good Place, you know, as well, but... Dead to me. Um, I'm going Eugene Levy. I'm gonna go with Danson. I thought. Although I would like to in. see, I'm not seeing Black Monday, so I would like to see that. I do like Don Cheadle. That's on Showtime. Uh, 
Chad, you got some lead comedy actresses? For the ladies, we have Tracy Ellis Ross for Blackish, Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini for Dead to Me, Issa Rae Insecure, Rachel Brosanahan for Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and Catherine O'Hara, Schitt's Creek. And if it doesn't go to Catherine O'Hara, I'm never going to watch the Emmys again. <laughs> the, I'm amazed that she has not won it yet for that show. So I'm going to watch the show. It's so it, funny, dude. It most of it, like he, he said, all of them are on uh, H or on Netflix except for the last season, and it is, it's fucking hilarious, and it's mostly done by I mean, just, his kid. Yeah, just the clips I've seen, you know, of her, she's hysterical. Um, oh man. I think it's going to be a toss-up between her and Rachel Brosnahan. Brosnahan? Brosnahan. Brosnahan? Brosnahan? Brosnahan. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Kevin's mom. <laughs> yeah, I told Erin about that, and she was like, well, that's a game-changer. <laughs> You're going with whose mom? Kevin McAllister. Oh. Uh, I'm going to go with Issa Rae. (sighs) She's great, man. Yeah, she does. This season was incredible. See, I think I've only seen most of last season on that one. It is. But she's good. I, I do like that show a lot. But again, it's one of those shows that, like, it's it's almost like a drama with some comedy thrown in. Or yeah. A dramedy. Much like, you know, the Raimi and, uh, you know, several other ones I've talked about before. That especially Hulu seems to like that format. Yeah, for sure. Uh, lead actor in a limited series TV movie, and I'm kind of surprised by this, but Jeremy Irons for Watchmen, Hugh Jackman, Bad Education, Paul Miskell for Normal People, Mark Ruffalo for I Know This Much Is True, and Jeremy Pope for Hollywood. Did you watch that? Hollywood? No, not yet. This Much Is True? I'd like to. Uh, I Know This Much Is True, is that the brother? Yeah. The the two, yeah. If... yeah, I would be surprised if Ruffalo doesn't get it. So, but uh, I like to watch that. That that'll be my pick, Ruffalo. See, I'm surprised that that didn't get nominated for best TV movie. Uh, limited, uh, limited series. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm surprised Jeremy Irons got a lead actor credit. So. Well, well I, mean, I mean, I think that's it was like, kind of all about him and that yeah like i'm not i mean he was kind of the central guy yeah but like it's regina like who else would you give it to lead actor wise i mean i would consider um oh i forget his name but looking glass to be a lead actor i would consider uh really i thought he was really that's supporting 
Okay. I'm sure there is like a, I'm sure there's an official um you know logic requirement. Behind it. Yeah. Hey Ted. You're wrong and you're an idiot, so <sighs> Jesus <laughs> some hate coming out of Woodruff Place tonight. Uh Brian, uh, you have a pick? So you said you both said Ruffalo? Yeah, I'll pick Ruffalo. <sighs> I mean, I'm, that's going to be my gut because I haven't seen it. So I'm going to watch it and reserve the right to change it to Jeremy Irons if I think it's no good. But I want to, I'm, I'm going to watch it. With, uh, I'm going with Irons. Out the gate. All right. Uh, lead, actress, lead actress, limited series TV movie. Kate Blanchett for Mrs. America. Shira Haas for Unorthodox, Regina King for Watchmen, Carrie Washington, Little Fires Everywhere, and Octavia Spencer for Self Made. Regina King all goddamn day. All day. Brian. I'm trying to find that my my list is set up different than yours, I guess. Sorry. Well, um, Regina King's on that list, so let's be real with each other. And for what movie? For what? For Watchmen. Oh. Yeah, let's give it to her. But Octavia Spencer was really good in that uh, series she did. Self-made. So was that at? That's the one about uh, Madam Walker. But, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay with Regina. Why is this... Uh... What list are you on, Ted, so I can get on the right one? Uh, <laughs> Dark Horizons. Uh, all right. And then I... Do you want to... What are you picking, Brendan? Hours? What are you picking, Brendan? He's oh, on with Regina. Okay. Yeah. Uh, supporting actor for a drama series. You have Giancarlo... Like I just say we'll go over. Okay. We don't necessarily need to pick. Giancarlo Esposito for Better Call Saul, Bradley Whitford for Hayman's Tale, Billy Crudup, Mark Duplass, both for The Morning Show. Then you have Nicholas Braun, Kieran Culkin, Matthew McFadden, all for Succession. Then Jeffrey Wright for Westworld. Uh, that'll probably go to Giancarlo. Uh, supporting actress, drama right. series, Laura Dern and Meryl Streep for Big Little Lies, Helena Bottom Carter for The Crown. Samara Wiley for the Handmaid's Handmaid, excuse me, the Handmaid's Tale, Fiona Shaw for Killing Eve, Julia Garner for Ozark, Sarah Snook for Succession, and Thandie Newton for Westworld. Uh, Julia Garner is probably the best part of Ozark, so compare her. She did a great job this year. <laughs> yeah, nobody Until can. Didn't. Nobody can cuss you out like she can. No. Supporting actor in a comedy series. Uh, Mar, say it, Brendan. Marishala Ali. Marishala Ali Rami. Rami. Uh, Alan Arkin, The Kaminsky Method. Andre Brower for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Sterling K. Brown, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. William Jackson Harper, The Good Place. Dan Levy for Schitt's Creek. Tony Shalhoub for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and Kenan Thompson for Saturday Night Live. 
See, I'm surprised they give Dan Levy supporting actor. That's what I don't get. Lead actor. Yeah. When to I me, feel like that should be reversed. Yeah, I I agree with you. Uh, supporting actress for a comedy series. Oh, also, real quick, I just want to say that Sterling K. Brown acts his ass off in Maisel. Oh yeah. He did a, such a good job. I mean, I love him and everything. But he did so good in Miss Maisel. Well, the problem with this, though, is that uh, he's running into Andre Brower from 9-9. Supporting actress, comedy series. you got Betty Gilpin for Glow. D'Arcy Carden for The Good Place. Uh, Yvonne Orgee for Insecure. Alex Bordstein, Bordstein and Marin Hinkle for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Kate McKinnon, uh, McKinnon and Cecily Strong for SNL. And Annie Murphy for Schitt's Creek, who plays the daughter. Yeah. Correct. Uh, Supporting actress for a limited series TV movie, Holland Taylor for Hollywood. Uh, Uza Adoba for uh, Mrs. America, Morgan Martindale, and Tracy Ullman, all for Mrs. America. Tony Collette for Unbelievable, and Jean Smart and her big blue toy for Watchmen. Supporting actor uh, in a limited caliber, series. right? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, Dylan McDermott, Jim Pers- Parsons, both for Hollywood. Uh, Titus Burgess for Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Um, <laughs> here we go. All three of these guys are from uh, for Watchmen. Louis Gossett Jr., uh, Yvonne Adipo, and um, Yaya Abdul or Yaya Abdul Mantine the second. Yeah, yeah. For Watchmen, who was Yovan Adipo in Watchmen? Well, let's find out because I did not know that. One. He was. Uh... Oh, he played the young, uh, the, he, the the young hangman. Oh, he played uh, the the young Mugasset. Yeah, Mask Hood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. young Luke Gossett, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's hella good. Uh, outstanding competition series. The Masked Singer, Nailed It, RuPaul's Drag Race, Top Chef, and The Voice. Outstanding variety sketch series. The Black Lady Sketch Show, Drunk History, and SNL. And then finally, uh, the last category, we have mm-hmm. the Outstanding Variety Talk Series. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Frontal Frontal with Samantha B, Jimmy Kimmel Live. Last week tonight with John Oliver and the Late Show with Stephen Colbert. John Oliver, I think, I, is last by, week takes that. Yeah, yeah, John Oliver's on point right now. Um, yeah, so they're going to do a virtual award ceremony. I read, um, and Jimmy Kimmel is going to he's producing it, and he's also going to be the host. Um, but yeah, they're. Just going to do it, uh, you know, everybody's chilling at their house. <laughs> Sponsored by Zoom. That's so wild. <laughs> I just don't see how they uh, could even try to pull this off in person with as much, you know, sh- I don't want to say shit that, uh, but, you know, majority of the uh, 
liberal media or Hollywood types are in favor of uh, distancing. The liberal it. media. And, uh, you know, so. Cool. Well, have you guys gotten any merchandise lately? Uh, I got the Thor for the uh, Amazon exclusive Avengers. He arrived. Oh, good. Um, the circle. Oh, nice. For the circle. So yep. you got four of them now. Got four of them. Ordered Black Widow. Pre-ordered Black Widow. So she's supposed to come, I think, in October. And then Captain America's the last one. So and he'll ship in December probably. The way they've been doing it. Yeah. So, uh, that's been about it, really. Haven't, uh, trying to think, not too much else. Uh, Lego is canon, the, uh, Hidden Side, uh, series. Yeah, I saw Andy over it. It didn't take long. Yeah, they didn't take long. Um, I just don't think a whole lot of people, unless you get them younger, I don't think a whole lot of lines have seen success with buy the toy and then interactive with it with your phone, you know, that whole type yeah. of deal. I just don't think that those uh succeed the way people think that they're going to. So not as well as they do on paper. No. Not at all. Um let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything recently. Uh but yeah, that's uh that's it for me. So Brian, you got anything lately? No, last week was a big week for me, but I did get this loot crate box, which I think they've finally discovered that I have been paying because I haven't seen anything in a while. But I remember getting one a while back saying, hey, sorry, part of it's not coming. It's going to come later. <laughs> so, uh, which they've done is a couple times. Is that the free thing that you've been getting? Uh, mm-hmm. Is yeah. not going to come? Sir, here... Here's your invoice for all the crates you've gotten for free. We put it in a box. <laughs> so here's a, let's see what this is. Uh, dear looter, good news. Your Sandlot water bottle from the March loot crate. Thank you for your patience and understanding. March. I'll take that. Oh, that's awesome. The beast. <laughs> They can probably cool. get away with that now since the ride shut down, right? Yeah. Well, that's the. It's a pretty terrible water bottle, but what they call the dog. You know. What? Thank you, Ted. I know that. You know, I mean, if you're not aware, there's a dog in it that they call the. There's beast. a dog in a baseball movie. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's it. All right. What about, what about you? you B? Um, I told you guys about my new drill, didn't I? Yes, you did. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're starting your collection with, uh, uh, with uh, I forget what brand. Craftsman. Craftsman, that's right. I think that is. I did get it. a Craftsman weed eater. <laughs> Say what? I said I did get a Craftsman weed eater. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, pretty uh, solid no, product. You know what I did buy? Um. And you two will probably make fun of me, but I don't really give a shit. Uh, but I did pre-order the new Taylor Swift album on vinyl. Because she had like eight different versions you could choose from. 
Mm-hmm. Like each one's like a different colored vinyl. There's mm-hmm. like a different picture and photo op for the cover. Do you get the Do you get the unicorn sparkle one? I did. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and then I did buy a pair of short sleeved overalls because I've been dying to get a pair. So. Are all overall short sleeved? You mean by nature? Pants like short coveralls. No short sleeves oh, coveralls. Been needing those for what? Just to have. Oh. Just been one okay. Short sleeve coveralls. You mean like a onesie? Yeah, it is, but it's a short yeah. sleeve one. Okay. okay. What, 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 it's like what Mike Myers, it, it, Michael Myers it, wears, it, but with it, short sleeves. So it, like if, if Michael getting, Myers was on spring break. If you're getting coveralls, isn't the point to cover all? And therefore, short sleeves makes them a less than satisfactory. Dude, I'm not doing any welding, so that it takes care of that. And I figured if I got short sleeves, I could wear them in the summer and then put a sweatshirt under it Dude, in this, the winter. If this needed. is a this is a fucking onesie. <laughs> it is a onesie. I told you, it's like what Michael Myers wears. I mean, it's like what a mechanic might wear during the summer. Or yeah. Something. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, okay. So that's all I thought. You got that going for you. Mandalorian together tonight. Hmm? So you got that going for you. I do have that going for me. Cool. Well, I think that's going to do it for us, boys. Cool. Episode 132 in the books. Is this 132 or 131? 132. I think we we got this remote thing handled. Yeah. I really think I ever need to see you fools in person again. Nah. Just drive by once a year, yell happy birthday at you, and keep going. (laughs) Speaking of, somebody's got a birthday coming up soon, I think. Yeah. Yeah, James's birthday's on the 13th. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Happy birthday to him. Make sure you tell him we said happy birthday, Brian. Oh, well. We went out and had dinner last night. He's in town for a little bit. <laughs> That's good. Where's he living now? Florida. Florida. Mm. Oh, dang. A big baller lifestyle. They're building a house down or They built a house down there. And what looks to be a direct path of any hurricane threatening on the Gulf. <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's, all- That's always a good idea. Yeah. All right. It looks nice. So. All right. Well, report us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Ted, if they want to subscribe, where could they do that? iTunes, bitches. Brian, if they want to give us money, where do they do that? Patreon.com forward slash NerdSpeak. That's going to wrap it up for us. We'll see you next week, Nerd Nation. Brian. Peace. Everybody have a good week.